Hello, it is May 26th. Time for another edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. I want to start off today talking about the changes that the UFC has adopted in its COVID-19 testing for Saturday's event in the hopes of getting that event approved by the Nevada State Athletic Commission so the event can be held at the UFC Apex. Um, the changes are... Are there good changes? I, I, I don't mind them at all. Um, there's still gaps to be filled, but this is a, it's a start. And it, since it's a change on the testing protocol, that's the most important place uh, a change can, could, could happen for the UFC here. So what the UFC is doing in the updated protocol that was first reported by MMA Junkie and then verified by MMA Fighting is that um, at check-in, uh, the fighters and their camps will be tested, and then they will go to self-quarantine until those test results come back. The second test will happen on weigh-in day, and uh, again, I think they will go um, into quarantine until they travel to the event on Saturday. Only people that can leave the hotel, um, they have to be approved by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. And I would like to know under what circumstances those approvals will be made because once someone does leave the hotel, the risk of infection increases exponentially. Um, So it's it's a risk to leave the hotel before the travel to the fight card. The one I have questions about these, the wording of the update. Um, it says check-in. It says fighters and camp, I think. And I, in Jacksonville, at check-in, it, it said participants, which meant everyone that was going to t- uh, be in the arena in Jacksonville was going to, got tested at check-in. And... The second test um, in Jacksonville only took place for the fighters, not their camps. The camps will be added at the second test in in Nevada, um, which is a plus. But again, the second test just says fighters and camps. Um, doesn't say participants. So I think the wording, it might be a little goofy. Um, I'm hoping it's just the, uh, the wording was done incorrectly or uh, it was an oversight because... I still think um, for the first test, everyone that comes into the hotel should be tested and quarantined um, until that test result comes back. And I also believe that for the second test, everyone should be tested and quarantined until travel back to the ho- to the to the the arena. Because anyone that's not tested, um, you you run the risk of of infection. You, it just increases. It's it's common sense. Um, so I'm hoping that that was just a wording issue. Um, the other issue I have is that in Jacksonville, according to Stephen A. Smith, the uh, results of the first test didn't come back for nearly 48 hours. I'm hoping that gets improved because if it doesn't, that's going to put a damper on uh, some of the pre-fight rituals that the fighters go through for you know the cutting of the weight. Uh, spending time with their camps and and that sort of thing 
so that's important that that 48 hours gets reduced to as close to 24 hours or less than it can another reason that you want to reduce that testing time frame is the second test if it's 48 hours that result doesn't come back until after the fight takes place which is less than ideal to uh, to say the least so hopefully that that also gets reduced and the results do come back before the fighters and their camps and anyone who is participating in the event travels over to the arena uh, for fight night on Saturday um, so again I want I would like to know if it's everyone that's getting tested uh, at least once and hopefully twice uh, that the timing turnaround will be less than it was in Jacksonville so the second test results can come to, to light before the fight takes place before the fight card takes place um, the big one and I think th this is where I saw the biggest failures in Jacksonville it was the enforcement of the quarantining and not mixing camps and not leaving the hotel there was a just an enormous failure on the UFC's part to enforce the rules that had written in its protocol. Um, in the Jacksonville document, it said UFC security would be responsible for the enforcement of the rules. Um, this doesn't specify, the change doesn't specify anyone. It just says self-quarantine um, or self-isolation, but same kind of deal. And that's kind of scary because that really opens the door for failure um, and another thing it doesn't do is uh, the, the updates and, and the Jacksonville event neither had any repercussions for failure to adhere to the rules and so with no repercussions you could just ignore them more or less and the UFC had no way to enforce the rules other than you know telling someone so I would hope that there are also repercussions for um, not adhering to the self-isolation self-quarantine rule um, trying to leave the hotel or succeeding in leaving the hotel um, before fight night uh, I think that's essential and the, the the biggest thing I see are again a lack of follow-up once the uh, lack of any kind of protocol once the events are over once the event is over um, so the fighters and the camps and anyone traveling in there's no instructions on PPE on the on the travel home there's no self-isolation or, or quarantine time limit um, once the they do get home and there's no follow-up testing um, once a period of time maybe up to two weeks after they do get home I think all those things need to be included because that is still part of there's still a chance that someone could fall ill in that incubation period of up to two weeks so I think it's essential to get a follow-up test after everyone travels home and I think it's essential that everyone does some sort of self-isolation self-quarantine once they get home and I think that is part of the UFC's responsibility. That it's not included makes me feel that 
the UFC doesn't really isn't really acknowledging that as part of their responsibility and that comes across as the UFC just caring that the fights went off successfully and that was and then that's their only focus not that these folks have to get home and stay safe it just comes across as all right our fights are done no one got sick at the fights you're on your own from here on out until we need you again for another fight i don't like that um i think that needs to be included and another thing i would like to see included going forward is testing before uh, anybody leaves to head to the fight or hotel to because um, if there's someone that's sick before they before they leave and you can catch it that reduces the possibility of them spreading the illness on the flight um, on their travel to and from the airport once they get into the hotel before they check in um, all that could be um, all the all those concerns could be erased if something's caught before travel time. So it's a it's an improvement. It's not an earth shattering improvement, and it all comes down to enforcement. If the enforcement is as lax as it was in Jacksonville, then these changes are are really cosmetic changes more than anything. The key is enforcement, and that was a, one of the biggest failures in Jacksonville, that these self-isolation and um, social distancing and wearing of masks and PPE just were not enforced as, as stridently as they should have been. So hopefully that gets cleared up, and hopefully the athletic commission in nevada tomorrow during the meeting make sure that that is a point that they stress to the ufc and then the ufc also stresses this to everyone in the hotel that there will be repercussions monetary or otherwise to those that are caught uh, not adhering to the safety and health plan so um, dana white promised that there would be improvements this is an improvement and the bigger improvement is needed in enforcement. So something to watch is the enforcement. So someone called, um, I guess more or less called me out for complaining that the UFC fighters are underpaid. And this was done on Twitter and they requested that I let them know how much I get paid. And so I uh, gave them a link to the story I wrote on the newsletter uh, a few months back about how much I made as a freelancer in 2019. Um, and I think included there is also what I made in 2018 and what I expected to make in 2020. So, um, this person refused to read the story because they didn't want to give me clicks on a Substack that makes no money, but okay. So I think more or less, um, this, they didn't expect me to, um, answer. And when I did, they didn't want to read the story for some reason, but the answers are there. So 
Um, yeah, I was transparent. I am transparent in what I made. I'm making less this year than I did last year. I lost one of my freelance gigs because of the uh, the, sh the shutdown, the lockdown, the, the lack of work. I don't think that's going to come back. I don't expect it to. It was a pretty significant amount of money. Um, so I will probably need to find a replacement for that income and it'll probably be outside of MMA because of the lack of opportunities and that's because of the lack of ad revenue in the sports world but I'm hopefully going to be able to continue on as a freelancer um, I have other interests and I think I can I can write on those interests I have in the past I just hadn't had time to to do the pitching and all of the things that go with being a freelancer, all the fun of rejection and keeping your fingers crossed and hoping people don't steal your pitches. Um, but that's part of the job and I know that and it, it is what it is and I, I think I will be okay. Um, I'll, I know I'll be okay this year. I don't know about next year, but that's what I signed up for. But anyway, um, yeah, it was weird to uh be called out on that for whatever reason just because i think um they thought i wouldn't reveal the, my income but i did and i have encouraged other people to do the same i think transparency is good uh, and yeah so i if someone thinks i don't practice what i preach i do even though it's not really related to the UFC because of the lack of a, a union there and the uh, difference in revenue. And I'm also not taking long-term damage to my, to my body and my brain doing uh, freelance writing. So I can't really compare the two. But yeah, I am transparent in, in that. So if you want to look at it, if you are interested, it's on the uh, the Substack, uh, it, and I think the title is something along the lines: "This is how much I made as a free full-time freelance MMA writer in 2019." So if you want to, if you're interested, it's there for you. Um, if you don't want to read it, don't come ask me how much I made because I, that, all the information is supplied. Uh, you you can if you're if you're interested you can search it out but it's there and it's on the Substack newsletter easy to find if you want it well going to be a short one for tonight um, that's about all I have I look forward to the Nevada Athletic Commission meeting tomorrow I'm going to call in for that so I'll probably have some audio of that to discuss and whatever happens. Um, during that meeting, I will also discuss that. So uh, tune in tomorrow for that. And until then, stay safe. <laughs>